What is up, MMA fans? Welcome to my channel. This is the MMA Anomaly Show with yours truly, Olin, aka MMA Anomaly. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and smash that bell for notifications. What is up, everybody? Olin, aka MMA Anomaly, here. And I just want to start this episode off with a special, extra special Modelo time. Cheers to all of the best moms in the world. Actually, just all the moms in the world, all the mothers in the world. Happy Mother's Day, um, especially to my favorite mothers here, my top four. I got my mom, my sister, my sister-in-law, and for those of you that saw Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Wanda Maximoff. So, happy Mother's Day. Happy Modelo time. I uh, just wanted to do a quick video here, or probably not going to be so quick, about UFC 274. So we are going to go ahead and start right at the bottom of the card. We had uh, Journey Newsom going up against Fernie Garcia. That was actually a fantastic fight to get the fight card started off. Um, I remember watching that fight live and just being super, super juiced. Uh, it was very, very back and forth. Fernie did a great job in his UFC debut. He really, really brought the heat. but. In the end, Journey Newsom just did just enough to win that fight. He edged out the victory via decision win. Um, and of course, if you were watching the fight live, you know, right after that fight, we were delivered the news, unfortunately, that uh, Cowboy Cerrone pulled out of his fight against Joe Lozon. Now, I personally believe that he pulled out of that fight due to bad weight cut reasons. It was his first fight back at 155 in quite some time. And I believe that he had trouble putting back on the weight. So um, in honor of both of those legends missing out on an incredible fight to start off the pay-per-view, I think there's no better time to start off the first Modelo time. So jumping into the next fight, we had a couple of fantastic ladies in Ariane Carnalosi. I hope I didn't mispronounce her name. Going up against Lupita Godinez. Lupita looked absolutely fantastic. She lifted her opponent up. She slammed her opponent on the mat numerous times. Um, it was really a coming out party for Lupita. It was a masterclass on, on all facets of mixed martial arts. She did better in the striking. She did better in the grappling. She did better in the jiu-jitsu. She did better everywhere. Footwork looked fantastic. I personally really look forward to seeing her next showing. Moving into the next fight, we had Clayson Rodriguez going up against CJ Vargara. Um, I personally thought CJ was going to have a lot of problems in this fight simply because he was one of the last people to come onto the scale. And uh, that being said, I thought he maybe had a bad weight cut due to that. He definitely proved me wrong as well as quite a few other people I spoke to about the fight. And he, he came out there and did his thing. Again, another decision win, just like the last two. Um, you know, we had a lot of decisions on the early prelims, but they were really good fights. They were really close contested fights for the most part. And... Uh, yeah, a solid win for CJ Vergara. Moving into the next fight, we had Miss uh, T-City, a.k.a. Tracy Cortez, going up against Melissa Gatto. Um, again, another somewhat close contested fight. If you ask me what my takeaway from this fight was, I would tell you it's that Tracy Cortez is an absolute bulldog. Um, when the going gets tough, she gets tougher. And that absolutely showed in this fight. I thought it was a fantastic showing for her. And again, I look forward to watching her next fight. I hope she gets... Um, you know, this last fight was a pretty good fight for her. It was 10 and one versus eight and one. So not terribly mismatched, but again, I would like to see her rise through the rankings and actually see her kind of battle tested a little bit. So 
I look forward to seeing her really break into the rankings and get a, a ranked opponent as well. In this next fight, we had Andre Fialo versus Cameron Van Camp. Uh, this fight was fantastic. Cameron Van Camp definitely was very game. If you watch the weigh-ins at all, one of the dopest parts of the weigh-ins, hands down. Uh, we had Cameron Van Camp looking absolutely game in his debut. And Andre Fialo is just a beast if you've been watching and paying attention. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely great fight. It ended up lasting all of 2 minutes and 35 seconds. Very, very back and forth. And uh, Andre ended up getting the TKO. Moving into the prelims from the early prelims, I think it's a good time for a little Modelo time here. So, moving into the first fight of the actual prelims, we had Blagoy Ivanov versus Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Um, I personally thought Rogerio de Lima was going to get it done in uh, the first round or probably end up losing a decision. What do you know? He didn't get it done in the first round. He lost via decision. What can you say? Them boys from AKA know how to wrestle, and they definitely know how to clinch, and they have cardio for days. So, awesome job to Blagoy Evanoff. And uh, moving forward, we had a fight that I was pretty gutted about. It was uh, one of the Louisiana hometown boys, Matt Schnell, Danger, going up against Brandon Raw Dog Royval. I really thought Matt was gonna pull this off. I thought he was gonna get a knockout either in the second or third round. However, it ended up going the opposite, right? Um, he looked like he was getting the better of his opponent. He was definitely winning that fight on the feet. And when he rocked his opponent and dropped him somewhat, he ended up chasing a guillotine, got swept, and then lost via guillotine. Sucks to see. Incredible power via choke uh, by Brandon Royval. The intensity that he had on that choke was so bad that Matt double tapped, as my boy Drew called out. So, uh, yeah, Matt Schnell, you hate to see it, but looking forward to seeing him bounce back. Uh, Brandon Royval, looking forward to seeing what's next. Definitely don't think he's ready for the title shot yet, but I do think he's ready for maybe a title contender fight. What do you think? Let me know in the comments below for sure. Um, and then moving into the next fight, we had a great women's fight in... Macy Chaison versus Norma Dumont, who, um, I mean, both women were definitely ready and game to fight. It, again, was another decision win, uh, but Macy Chaison was just a little bit ahead of her on every realm, had a little bit better, you know, she, she was just a step ahead of her on the grappling, a step ahead of her in the striking, and the reach, the reach of Macy is really just the story of most of her fights, right? Like her reach advantage is really always going to pay dividends as long as she takes advantage of it. Moving into the next fight, we have uh, the granddaddy himself, Francisco Trinaldo, going up against the young man, Danny Roberts. Francisco gets it done. The old man gets it done, son. Uh, he went out there. He proved that age is just a number. And cardio is ultimately the biggest thing, right? Uh, he didn't fight the smartest fight in the world, but he pulled out the decision when... And I know it might seem like I'm running through a lot of these fights, but it's because I'm really trying to get to the main card and not draw on too much time before the main card. So, without further ado, let's jump into the main card with another Modelo time. Please sponsor me, Modelo. Please. And in the next fight, we had Randy Rude Boy Brown going up against Chaos himself, Chaos Williams. Um, I, I definitely told my buddies in the group chat on my, my little Instagram MMA group chat 
that I thought Randy Rootboy Brown was going to take the cake here, and he did. Uh, he ended up coming away with a decision win. I thought it was back and forth, very back and forth. If the judges would have given it to Chaos, I wouldn't have yelled at the top of my lungs and said, robbery, robbery. But at the same time, I, I do think that Randy did exactly enough to win that fight. And again, showing improvements every single fight. You love to see it, baby. You love to see it. So moving into the next fight, we had Mauricio Shogun Hua going up against OSP. I thought OSP would go out there and get it done via submission. Instead, he got it done via decision. Um, not quite as fun as a submission. Not quite as fun as a knockout. A fun fight altogether, but it didn't look like it really belonged on the main card with the rest of those fights. Again, let me know what you thought in the comments below about that fight. I just thought it wasn't the same caliber as at least the top three fights. Um, speaking of which, moving into those top three fights, before we go over this Tony Ferguson versus Michael Chandler fight, let's go ahead and have a quick Modelo time for the Warriors of this card. Now, that being said... Jumping into Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. El Kikui versus Iron Mike. I don't care what anybody says. You can let me know in the comment section below. I don't care what anybody thinks about Tony Ferguson. If they think he should hang up the gloves. If they, they think he's washed. I'll be 100% honest with you. As an MMA fan that's been watching mixed martial arts in the UFC for well over 20 years now. It was beautiful. It was fan-fucking-tastic to have... Tony El Kukui Ferguson back. Vintage Tony Ferguson back for even just five minutes. It literally gave me butterflies in my stomach. It gave me chills. I was like trying not to scream at the top of my lungs because our neighbors above us have a baby and I didn't want to wake the baby up. But seriously, Tony Ferguson looked incredible for the first five minutes. He dropped Iron Mike, what, two, three times? He was killing him. That left hand was just sniper accuracy. So was the right hand. I mean, there, everything looked great. And in the second round, of course, Mike Chandler, if you've seen any, if you've gone on Twitter or Instagram at all, I'm sure you've seen Mike Chandler hit Tony Ferguson so hard that it looked like Tony Ferguson aged 25 years in one second, right? His whole face scrunched up. Uh, my sister-in-law literally said it looked like Gumby's face melted. So I agree. It did look like that. And it sucked to see. And he was out for quite some time. But the CTE scans came back negative. Everything is great. Everything checked out for the brain scans. And personally, I don't think it's time for Tony Ferguson to hang him up. If he wants to fight, I think there's still fight left in that dog. And I think that there's a lot of great matchups to still make for him. Moving into the co-main event. I think it's definitely Modelo time. Cheers. Yeah, I'm just going to finish this. Yeah, I'll be right back. I'm going to go grab another beer before I talk about this fight. All right, now that we're back with a full beer. Since I'm a sales guy... Let's do a, a quick SWOT analysis of this last fight, this uh, this this co-main event here. Rose, Thug Rose, Nama Juniors versus Carla Esparza. Uh, mind you, it went exactly as I thought it would go, but that's still disappointing. Now, um, strengths. It's a hell of a Modelo sponsorship advertiser here. 
Now, the reason I say that is because you would have to drink at least a six-pack of Modelo to get through this fight and still be satisfied. Weaknesses. Everything about the fight. There were like, what, 20 strikes thrown on each side? Maybe 30 tops? Across 25 minutes, guys and girls. So, literally, it was just an uneventful fight. There were as many strikes thrown in this entire 25-minute fight as there were in, I think, the first five minutes of the fight before or after it. So, opportunities. Literally do anything different. Throw more strikes. Um, don't run. Thug Rose should officially change her name to Run Rose because she was just running around the cage the entire time. She was upset that she didn't get the victory. She was upset she didn't get the decision nod, but she did nothing offensive. All she did was run around the cage. I actually felt bad for Carla Esparza because Carla's looked great in her last three, four fights, right? And she's she's done great with the takedown. She's done great with the ground and pound, slicing elbows from the top typically. But just like she said in the post-fight presser, uh, for any of you guys that missed that, it's hard to fight somebody who doesn't want to fight. And it seemed like Thug Rose was scared the entire fight. She didn't want to engage. She didn't want to fight. She didn't want to do a whole lot of things. So uh, realistically, Carla deserved that win. Anybody saying otherwise, they're just hating. All right? So moving into the main event. Uh, wait a second. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We almost missed threats, ladies and gentlemen. Threats. Literally any other female in that division. I think uh, the next fight for these ladies is going to be Carla Esparza versus Joanna Janchechik, who had her number last time. Let's see how it goes this second time around. And I think Thug Rose versus, hear me out on this here, hear me out on this here, Thug Rose versus Mackenzie Dern. I think Mackenzie Dern beats her on the ground, and I don't know that Thug Rose beats her on the feet after that last performance. Again, let me know in the comment section what you think should be next for those two ladies below. And moving into the main event of the evening, we had Charles Oliveira, a.k.a. Charlie Olives, going up against Justin, the human highlight, Gaethje. Now, Justin Gaethje all week kept saying, we've seen Charles uh, want to quit in there before. We've seen him tap. We've seen him be a coward in there and look for ways out. Once a coward, always a coward. Once a quitter, always a quitter. Isn't it ironic that after dropping Charles how many times, we sat there and watched Justin Gaethje tap out and quit and be a coward? So, I mean, it, it's he got hit by a stiff Carmageddon, if you ask me. Uh, I'm a big fan of Justin Gaethje, but I also am not a big fan of trash talk and just talking down on somebody. So, it sucks that Charlie Olive's doesn't have the belt anymore because he missed weight. If anybody really won the main event, it was the scales. The weight scales won, right? Um, Charlie Olives lost to the scales. Justin lost to him. So it was a trifecta of losses. I think what's going to happen next is probably going to be Charlie Olives against Conor McGregor. But what I hope happens is Charlie Olives versus Islam Makhachev and then Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Winners fight each other. Losers fight each other. The lightweight division is incredible. And please let me know what you think in the comments below. If you're watching this, or sorry, if you're listening to this on a podcast site, 
please make sure that you review the podcast. If you leave less than five stars, please let me know why. Let me know what I can do to improve. And I look forward to your feedback as always. Thanks again and enjoy the hostilities. Look forward to the next fight card. And uh, thanks again.